when I watch your content, I think you are Indian Simon Sinek. I was a mumbler. I still am in a normal context a mumbler because I tend to talk faster uh, or rather I think my mind works faster than I talk. Mm-hmm. So I have to like, so mm. standard joke in college was when Varun presents, you have to like look for the subtitles. <laughs> I'm never a solution provider. I'm, I, I like to believe I'm a solution instigator. And I have this idea that consistency is a love affair. So there was a period in life, I would say between... 17 to about 24 when I wouldn't speak as much. Um, what? Because I'm just... We don't believe that. Hi, Varun. Hello. So I have been watching and listening to your podcast and when I got into podcasting, you were one of the star podcaster of IBM really? Network. And that's that what old. they said. <laughs> <laughs> so but from that, since that time I have been observing hmm. and uh, you're just becoming better at the craft that you're doing month by month. What is happening? Like, how do you manage to improve and enhance things that you already do good? So I was that kid who would come to everybody and say, have you heard this or have you seen that? And just want to talk to random people. Like my, my parents had to like, oftentimes, unfortunately, like we'd go on a train journey and I'd be that kid who'd suddenly just go and start telling everybody in the compartment what we did today, what my parents said. Hmm. So, and I was that. So you're person. born podcaster. In many ways, podcasting was a way for me to find almost like a channel that whole thing and find a great way to do that. So I just do that and then I, I do very little prep. So it keeps it exciting for me that I'm just literally having like a freewheeling chat with anybody I meet. Um, the creator side has been a more recent discovery beyond the podcasting, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, it's just conversations. And in every conversation, the point of view, you know, generally I've been observing and there are so many different ideas that you present. And the beauty is you take this complex idea mm-hmm. and only other person I could think of is Simon Sinek because mm-hmm. he would also take this complex idea and just break it down and make mm-hmm. it so simple. Mm-hmm. Like the other day he was talking about vulnerability and there's such a complex idea. Are you vulnerable? Are you not? But he said it is not that complex. It's mm-hmm. all about you walk into a room and in the meeting, if you don't know something, you say, you know what? Hey, I don't know this. Yeah. Tell me. Yeah. And that was simplified to another level. Yeah. But when I watch your content, I think you are Indian Simon Sinek, if I may say. Uh, good. That's a great compliment <laughs> to get. Um, I've worked on it, to uh-huh. be honest. Yeah. Uh, I've spent some time, uh, even like how I talk on the mic, I was a mumbler. I still am in a normal context a mumbler because I tend to talk faster uh, or rather, I think my mind works faster than I talk. Mm-hmm. So I have to like, so mm. standard joke in college was when Varun presents, you have to like look for the subtitles uh, because <laughs> I would just mumble and, and someone would get some key words. It should be, and, and that was, that's what it would be. So I actually sat in front of a mic. Um, that's why I could podcast during the pand- early pandemic because I had bought a mic at home and I would Achha. sit and practice how oh, to so talk you slower. Had, you had it before? I had a mic at home. Okay. Be- I had a mic at home, which I had bought late 2019. So when the pandemic hit, I had a, I had a mic at home. So that's why I could continue podcasting with an actual mic. And um, I just have worked on that. And like you mentioned Simon Sinek, right? I look at a lot of people like a Simon Sinek, like a Ryan Holiday, sometimes a Gary Vee, just for the way he uses yeah. formats, Brené Brown, Dr. Julie Smith, so, or, or even a Jay Shetty. You think, how are they articulating an idea? Mm. So I'm a format junkie. Yeah. I come from a production background and, like, and, and, like, and worked in shows. So I'm like... What is the format? Like, what are they using physically? What is the storytelling nuance they use? And how can you use that? And so I have a lot of like, you'll see my notes will be screenshots. There'll be Instagram links. 
I have like tons of those and I keep learning from those and, and testing those. A larger theme of this podcast is think like a high performer. Hmm. And I want to really figure out because you're a great problem solver. Hmm. That's what I have heard. Also hmm. from uh, your best friend Rohit hmm. who was part of our show. So, her bar koi problem, business ki ho, life ki ho, kahi pe bhi problem ho, uski ek process hoti hai. Jo kahi bar log crack kar pate hai aur kahi bar nahi kar pate. So, do you have some format that you have figured out that you think people should try and experiment with? Oftentimes, the, the solution lies in the simplest piece, not the most complex piece. Hmm. <laughs> so, I always try to simplify the situation rather than complicate it. Give us an example. Like, um, I'm trying to think of the weirdest one, which could be fun <laughs> to talk about. Okay. Is, um, so, I'll give an example. Creating our office space uh, for Glitch. And we had to fit in over uh, 150 people in a space that technically we should have housed about. 75 people. So the idea was that can we work by inches instead of working by layout. So we said, okay, how many inches do you need to seat someone where they can still comfortably go backwards and forwards? That sounds like a flight seating problem. Exactly, yeah. right. um, how do you find places to store things so they don't take up space? Um, how can you combine things together? So we just kept doing that and eventually that came together. So I'm iterative. Hmm. I always believed you need to throw a seed of an idea in there and then people come in with the solution. So I'm never a solution provider. I'm, I, I like to believe I'm a solution instigator. Like, I'm like, I like that term. Yeah, and I, and I think that's the thing to do. Yeah. That's what, and I, and I feel that also takes the pressure off um, because people assume that if you're in leadership, you need to have the solutions and oftentimes I don't have the solution, most times. Uh, so I'm like, okay, what if we try this? And and I also add like a thing saying, I have a stupid idea is my general line. Beginning. Everybody who's ever worked with me smokes. <laughs> um, there's been F word before it and every time the F word went away. As you um, grew up with kids yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just like became a stupid idea. And um, I would just turn around and say, I have a stupid idea. You want to try it out? And people would always smile because they know I'm, what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> it takes pressure off me, takes the pressure off the other person to say it's a stupid idea if it is one. And throw stuff in there and eventually something sticks. So let's talk about this, okay? Yeah. A skill that you had no clue about, hmm. a skill that you didn't know, podcasting, hmm. writing, whatever. Hmm. There's a method in which hmm. I have seen high performers crack the code. Hmm. And most people, they try once, twice, and after, say, three iterations, they say, try kya hua nahi. Yeah. Whereas, there's a part, there's a beauty in consistently trying yeah. different things. Yeah. Yeah. And I have this idea that consistency is a love affair. Hmm. If you're not falling in love with that activity, 100%. then you just don't do it. Yeah. And if you're dragging your feet, don't do it. But yeah. you have to know. So I know this part of it is like you're constantly checking in. But what is your process to learn something that you have never, ever heard of? I feel that also comes for me almost like muscle memory because I worked as a producer in television for so many, for about three, four years before we started Glitch. And even in Glitch, I always looked at production. So it's, it's innate at the back of my head. It's always there. But what's actually been interesting for me is I literally like learn from people's whose content you consume. So mm. for example, I'm very bad with structure. Mm. So I prefer simpler structures. And I kept trying to find, okay, how do I write a book? Because mm. I had tried and failed to write a book for about six years. But every year I said, I have an idea. Let's write a prologue. <laughs> and that was it. Right, so I'm, I, I I'm writing a book for two years and now it's the final part of it. And I'm like still like, and I, have, and I have seven to eight prologues of books which I've wow. never gone beyond that and finally and I thankfully had a great editor um, um, Shreya from uh, Penguin and um, she sat me down and said think of the structure first hmm. um, and she said write and give yourself like 
in this much time you'll give me this much, et cetera, all that stuff. I never stuck to the targets, but that's a whole different problem. But I then started researching writers who I know do it more consistently. So mm -hmm. like a Ryan Holiday writes a book a year for the last 12 to 13 years, yeah. which is insane. Like that's that's crazy consistency, yep. right? Yeah, but I also remember reading that, watching that video and I have the whole stack of cards made yeah. that I can use because yeah. I wanted to fit them in a particular yeah. box. I never use them, but I use stick-ons. So I, I hear you that the whole awesome. idea so of- So I just took a piece of paper and tore it into four parts and that was my note <laughs> card. That's all I did. Um, but. But I've always tried to learn. So I, I've I've learned like how to write a story from someone who uh, worked with J.J. Abrams and Spielberg wow. uh, online course, which I found. Um, I did courses. Uh, I did the masterclass with Malcolm Gladwell and um, Rob, Robert Patterson, James Patterson. I keep forgetting which okay. Patterson. Uh, one of the Pattersons. No clue. Um, who writes crime novels. Wow. I've done Shonda Rhimes' television course, I've done Aaron Sorkin's course, um, and, and I don't do them like courses, I don't do homework, I just watch them like they're like an OTT, so I just watch all the videos and I've learned something from it. And I'm just constantly, and what I've actually been given very recently um, as a target is that I need to stop consuming only content that helps me create. Okay. So I read a fiction book after feels like ages last <laughs> week and I'm like oh my god this feels so nice yeah. um, so I'm doing more of that I'm trying to pull myself back from saying everything Learning I do all the time. is for something because when I plug out in the nights I'm like I listen to some music or I'll like read a, and, and oftentimes reading the book became philosophy at some point in time so I stopped doing that so but when there's a fundamental question right like so for example if there's a learning curve people start learning they mm. master the skill mm. and they're like okay now I have got this mm. and I'm gonna like you know use yeah. the skill to make money or impress people, whatever the need is. But before you reach there, you start a new learning curve. But before you say, I got it, you're one more learning curve, yeah. one more. So that, that desire to constantly upgrade when there is no need, because yeah. most people are clapping for you. Most people are saying, wow, wow, very good. The book is already, you know, best yeah. in one category. So what keeps you going to because every learning where I'm coming from is every learning is uncomfortable. Yeah. You have to break the mold. You have to kind of go beyond what you have already figured out. So what keeps you in that loop? So it's actually what is what makes me awkward oftentimes is like any form of accolades or like I don't want to be that person. I, I enjoy being that person on stage when I'm doing it. I'm very awkward with appreciation. I'm extremely self-deprecating. Um, so for me, the, the process of the learning and the, and the doing is what I enjoy. Um, it's like, I don't think I really enjoy, want rather to you know be this, like I don't want to be a celebrity. I, there's a part of me which might maybe wants to be that. Yeah, come on. But you know what I mean? That <laughs> a celebrity thrives on just being in the spotlight. And I'm, I like that for a brief period, but I can't always be on that. Um, what, a, what a celebrity problem to have. <laughs> yeah, what a celebrity problem to have. Um, but it's, at some level, I enjoy the process more than like really wanting appreciation for the result. Right. Which is why I've, I've learned because I'm into, I'm an into cutlet. Uh, that's the best way to yeah. define what I am. And so I never get stuck on, oh, this is what I've done or this is what I've achieved. Because, and that happened recently, right? When we finally announced that we were leaving Glitch, uh, mm. me and Rohit. I hadn't thought about what we had done over the last 13, 14 years as much, except for those few days when you know people messaged, people who had, some who had been there like almost seven, eight years ago, some who I hadn't actually met 
in person as much, but had somehow must have connected at some level in the office because once we grew to a certain level, it gets tougher to keep of track course. with everybody. And that's when I actually sat down. I was telling uh, Pooja, I finally, it hit me and saying, okay, maybe we did do a lot more than we give ourselves credit for. Wow. Um, and that feeling is beautiful, right? You're not, you don't I, expect yourself to and get. And people remembered small instances, which I know is an innate trait I can have if I let myself go. It's been a, I feel at some point, I don't know what it was. Like, I think from a long time, always been this person. Like, I don't want to seem like that person. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just innately the kind of person I never want to be. So seem like, oh, I've done this. So listen to me. And so I'm always like this. I pull myself Slightly. back a few steps. And, like, and, and self-deprecation comes very naturally to me. So I, that's how I've channeled it. <laughs> so Varun, on that note, Let's dive into your handwriting because as you are speaking and describing all these traits, I'm only thinking worst, about... worst handwriting looks like a cockroach <laughs> was dipped into a, a bottle of ink. Okay, cockroaches and, and are like really intelligent. They survived nuclear yeah. wars. So, so is your handwriting. So <laughs> I have a, a context to why my handwriting is the way it is. Okay, first of all, before you give that context, I do not body shame handwritings. No, but I want to explain myself. Uh, everybody who has ever seen my handwriting, uh, it's not because I come from a family of doctors. That's not where I inherited. Because both my dad, who's a doc, and my grandmom, who's a doc, okay. both had lovely handwriting. So okay. I didn't inherit it from them. Um, and mom also has great handwriting. Is that I moved schools at the exact time when they teach handwriting. That's an excuse. So the school in which I was, they were going to teach handwriting in the next class. And the cl- school I moved to had taught it the year before. <laughs> So I had to learn this by myself. You and had, I'm not a very good... You had technically 30 years of your life to learn this skill, okay? So don't blame it on yeah, them, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I recently discovered the beauty of just writing things in blocks instead of cursive. Oh yeah, just easier I for you. Cursive doesn't, I, 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 someone's telling me that they don't even teach cursive anymore in many places. I feel sorry for them because people mm-hmm. who write only blog tend to hide their personality a lot more because uh, emotions and vulnerability is just covered because everything looks more standard. I write a lot more in block lately than I do. Yeah, where Mm. are we going with that? Mm, Interesting. (laughs) So what did you find in my handwriting? That's, that's, I think, I don't think we should talk about me analyzing you, Mm. but let's ask a question and I will derive certain understanding Mm. of who you are on Mm. the writing because when it it becomes graphology, the analysis, it can be anything is unending, Mm. but that's not the idea. The Mm. idea here is to, let's see if we can enhance something, solve a problem, understand something and you know probably just as a high performance coaching session where we go with it yeah so what questions you have considering i've spoken about self-deprecation being self-centered one of the perennial problems is that either i'm talking too less about myself or worried about talking too much whenever i do right so how do you find a balance between self-criticism or deprecation um, and being self-centered and narcissistic almost. Like, how do you find that balance? Give us a little context. Um, I have a... So when I... Let's look at it as a spectrum, right? Uh, whenever I tend to go more self-centered, I have a tendency to make a conversation about me. Mm. And um, if someone's talking about something, I'm like, you you shared something with me. Immediately, I'm not responding to what you said. I'm trying to say something about me that... I don't think it has to top that, but just like is along those lines. Hmm. Um, it's on a tangent I've taken from you, but I made it about me. I'm not me. I've taken it away from being about you. So that's when I go, and that happens to me very often, and, and that's one of the reasons I start to curb that instinct. And very, and I think it happened naturally because I realized it, it became a problem. And 
and I feel I became better with that thanks to Pooja because when when after we got married and and she would tell me like you know you're making it about yourself, so I worked on it and I kind of naturally pulled that back. But when I swing to the other spectrum, even if I've done something, I will try not to let not even let it soak in or like give myself like an any point of appreciation for what I've been able to do. I'll make a bit of a joke on it to kind of undermine it almost. What we just saw, as yeah. I gave you like the list of accolades, you're like, no, 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 I don't know, whatever. Yeah, you just and, and, like, and slink away. I'm gonna slink into that corner. It's okay. I, mm. I've done something. Um, so I veer between those two. Often, although sometimes, by I think by natural instinct, find that balance. But it's not something which I bring in with focus. Okay. It happens. So two three things on on the basis of which I'm going to answer this question. Uh, every person has a rhythm that they mm. follow, mm. and we have areas that we want to pay attention to. We get excited about, we get curious about, and we can't change that about ourselves easily. But we have those mm. curiosity points, right? Uh, when I look at your handwriting, सबसे पहली बात तो handwriting बहुत ऊपर नीचे जाता है. मतलब हर word में letters ऊपर जाएंगे, नीचे जाएंगे, ऊपर जाएंगे, नीचे जाएंगे. That shows and overall अगर वही line को मैं देखूँ तो वो overall line straight है या थोड़ी सी upward है. But internally it is moving up and down. What it means is you might have a generic direction about your life, but you don't know how it's going to work out. Yeah, always. And that. Wanting to find out, wanting to explore that is your best experience of life. Yeah. If you have a problem and if you have an answer and if you have a method and if you have exact structure, you're not interested. I and people it. are like, "Perfect, है ना कर लो, फटाफट results आ जाएँगे." You're not interested. Not What you're interested in is where your interest moves hmm. moment by moment. Yeah. Okay. I'm like so, a ping pong ball. <laughs> so if you're talking to a person who is genuinely interesting. Who is keeping you on your toes, challenging you? So you never move interest move on yourself. It's only when what they are speaking hmm. is what you think you have understood hmm. or you already understand is where you quickly make it about yourself because you believe your perspective is more interesting than them. Yeah. So it's not about them or you. It's about where the interest lies. It's very true, um, and, and in full honesty, that's exactly. Oftentimes, what I feel is like, no, I've got this. We don't have to explain it. I've understood the story. Right. Sometimes I, I will take over someone else's story and try to tell it my way, which I've been like smacked <laughs> for. And uh, when we when we talk about your achievements, by the time you achieve something, though it is very interesting for other people, going back to that genuine interest, you're not interested anymore. It's done. It's done. Move on to so the next thereby, thing. it's nothing to do with you. It's mm. about where the interest needle moves. Also. So a while back, I'm not done. I'm oh, sorry, you're not I done. I still have a point. I was going to. Okay, but if you're. I was going to add to it. Basically. Yeah, please do. So I used to always say I have ADHD. Mm -hmm. So I would just like claim that I have it, and I go through my I think <laughs> my early years at work. Okay. Telling people, okay, I have an attention problem. So even if we are in a meeting, I need to have my laptop open. I'm doing something, and everyone allowed it. Mm -hmm. Varun does his work. Mm -hmm. Let him just like this is his quirk. थोड़ा सा weird है पर अच्छा. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> um, and. And finally, at some point, I was told that you, know, you shouldn't be a fraud and self-diagnose. Go to a therapist. I went to a therapist, and, and she said, "I have an autonomy problem. I don't have ADHD. ADHD. Is that if someone tells me to go from A to B, I'm okay. But tell me how to go from A to B. I will. It's an internal reflex to reject it because you can't tell me how to do this. I will figure it out. Give me an endpoint. I'll get there. How I get there is my problem. 
so that kind of that came back to me when you were saying this yeah so that that interest so many times we make that interest needle moving from place to place mm. about me mm. myself my ego my identity because yeah. people don't have vocabulary to understand it they say jab dekho apni baat karte ho it's not about you it's about where the interest needle went in yeah. that moment yeah. now if the interest needle can be on the other person uh, by you being genuinely interested mm. then the whole game will change how does someone else make it more interesting for me then by actually having different kind of questions that you can ask so when i talk to people because behavioral analysis you're constantly observing people and every person is a book mm. every person is a story and yeah. now i also have so many cues in which i can analyze them uh so it used to be boring after some point like you can map a person like ye to aise hi karenge mm. then somebody taught me this that it's not about where they can go it's about what can you learn about yourself by they being themselves hmm And I'm like, what just happened here? Because it's you might use certain kind of word, yeah. or you might pause there. Yeah. And while you're doing that, I am learning something about myself because your story mm. brought some memory, brought something. So what do I learn about me by looking at you? So almost like, and maybe that's like a. I need to have a disclaimer. Like mutual funds are subject to market risk. Thing. You have a conversation, Varun. <laughs> You got to keep it interesting for him. <laughs> no, people don't have to. Huh. So I met uh, Devdutt Patnaik yesterday, mm. and uh, we were talking about this whole thing. And he brought this beautiful analogy. He said it's about the other. Mm. You're not performing for them. And my question was, as a content creator, I'm like very bubbly, and you know, like like that is a content creator persona. As a coach, I'm a coach, and I would like step into very serious conversations. As a founder that I want to be, I'm a student. I'm learning. Kaha kya kaise. so there are different ways in which i am perceived by people i'm all and i'm none and mm. i know this mm. that i get into that zone and i come out so how do i work with others because so many times i feel mujhe aur sikhana hai mujhe aur dena hai mm. but people are like so he said it is not performing for them it's performing with them hmm that, that makes sense blew my mind i'm like yeah it's performing with them they are not the the recipient of what you're doing hmm. they're not they're not here to entertain you or not they're here because in your journey they have a chapter hmm. and that chapter if you don't read if you don't understand if you don't play with them yeah. you won't get your next understanding for example a project that you do that you hated in the beginning then you stuck around and you did it and you somehow figured it out that chapter teaches you something about hmm. something else yeah. but we miss an opportunity when we label people yeah And I feel you also label people because you assume that this is. I I we mentioned Simon Sinek earlier, right? I remember watching this thing which he said. He said that he spoke about how he was a really bad listen. He's a really bad listener with people he was closest to. Because they we understand. He them. was he he you know he's perceived to be this really insightful guy. He said that people who were closest to me told me I'm the worst listener. Hmm. Because again, he it's not taking them for granted. He knew what they would say. and because he knew what they would say he would just let's let's move to the point let's get to the result and yeah. at some point he had to kind of pull himself back and saying one second it's not about the result it's that like taking them along and not making it i think that the overwhelming part also comes in right you overwhelm the other person because like one second how did this suddenly become about him how did this suddenly go from <laughs> what i was seeing to what he is talking about yeah and so it's almost like 
Which is why I, the word pause, which I use so much, is because I have been constantly told for a large part of my life, you know, you got to take a bit of pause. pause. <laughs> Hold on. Thund rakho. Right. Um, and, and so I kept, and I would overuse this word pause. And at some point I was thinking of, you know, the, the, the show, everything else, and this, this word just kept coming up and that's what it is. But it's not only pausing, it's what you do in that pause. Yeah. You know, because when, even if you're pausing and if you're thinking about, I got to pause, I got to pause, I, I need to give the space to the other person, it will become artificial. Yeah. Yeah. What matters is when you're genuinely interested and when you genuinely see, so some games I play is like, I, I look at people's micro expressions hmm. when they're talking because wo to mujhe nahi pata. Correct. is dialogue delivery. Kitne admi the? Three words. But the way it is said, it created history. It is that whole, how it is performed and people are performing every day. I have to, I don't know if I've ever said this on a podcast. Um, or maybe I have somewhere is that now it finally clicks. I saw a really couple of really boring professors in college. I will not name who. Um, <laughs> They're listening. And um, they were really boring, but I had to pay attention, right? So I would imagine them in diapers. <laughs> I would yeah. never not focus on the um, on the class. It's a really bizarre thing to do, and it's in no way like it just kept my. I'm like, oh, yeah. Is, and people wonder why is this guy smiling in this really boring class. I'm like. Yeah, you have no clue what's happening inside my mind. Yeah. So, I, I, active imagination, I'm guessing, help bring interest in as well. Active imagination is still adding hmm. your version to yeah. it. I'm saying people are like really full of drama and and chemistry. Just use certain words and they mean something else. It's just that you know how, as a podcaster, you're tuned into the format. Yeah. So, for a listener, what they wouldn't notice, you would. Hmm. As a content creator, as a father, you're tuned into a certain way because you've trained yourself. Yeah. Similarly, it's a matter of training your mind, which is really curious. Yeah. So if you want to really build this, it's not only listening, it's not only you know, pausing, it's a lot to do with what exactly are you observing. Yeah. I, I feel I'm a lot more observant after I... After, after our daughter kind of grew beyond that two, three years old. Yeah, when she started talking and asking questions. Because she and I kind of hang out in a very fun way. So our hangouts are not like, like yesterday I was sitting with her and we were doing, she was doing a craft project and she's trying to figure a solution because she was trying to make a fair, she's trying to figure a way to stick this plastic thing to make it that whole curved piece and she's trying to create a man out of, uh, out of clay and he wasn't standing, kept falling off. So I got a couple of toothpicks in and we broke them up, we've tried to figure out. So I've realized that she's like me, she's iterative. Like she doesn't want to like, and she never, and I'm and I sometimes see certain of my traits <laughs> in her and I pull back. Oh, saying, you're like, oh, that must be annoying for people. Appreci- she likes the appreciation from people she's closest to, but she's so awkward otherwise. And I'm like, okay, I get that. And I know where that comes from. So when I sit with her and I talk to her, it's almost like I'm teaching a young me how oh. I could have been. Um, and that makes it a lot for fun. And thankfully, she has enough of puja that she has a lot more confidence and a lot more structure than I ever did. But um, I feel like that working with her helps me kind of work on myself yeah um, and thankfully she's she's super fun so there's enough stuff to do Varun, uh, Varun, what is with you and these all young boys that i've met in last i think five months hmm. so viraj gilani said i was on varun's podcast and i had a man crush on him oh my god Varun. then i met uh, uh, who uh, uh, nikhil tanesh i met last week and he said the same thing like oh father business owner content creator Barun is the mark Ranveer said oh he, he is my eye I'm like what's up with you like what do you do to like have this charismatic so I've been told I have a papa mode 
Um, so uh, it's uh, so I was actually uh, someone messaged me a little after like the, the whole glitch announcement happened. Right? Yeah. Leaving, said that you were never boss, you were papa, and I'm like that's not a good and a bad thing as well. And she said no. The pro- point is is that you would you would hear us out, and you would really sit in that room. And if we had a problem, you would sit with us, personal, professional, just hear us out. You might not have the solution. You would talk about what you have been through in your journey, and not tell us what we should do in ours. And that felt like a papa thing to do. It wasn't like, oh, you should do this. Mm. Um, like I don't. And it's about someone who wants to quit at a certain time, saying, "You don't quit now if this is the opportunity you're going for." Um, because if this is what I've seen happens in this, but should think about what else you could kind of do. So I would just open up some of those things. But well, that's that's the point. If internalizing someone's problem to be able to empathize not only with what they should do but to understand how you felt in a particular context matching the emotion not the yeah. the experience is what you do naturally yeah. and and, I, yeah. and that is this is where you make the story about you so please don't stop yourself but what also happens with especially with the, you mentioned viraj and and, and ranveer and nikhil right with, <laughs> yeah. with all of them <laughs> I have this weird thing where I you know I genuinely like someone and I genuinely kind of like get them to a certain extent I'll just randomly like like message and say I can see from your Instagram that you're doing a lot have you eaten enough today it's a natural instinct cuz I would do that to people in office right mm-hmm. I mean when someone had a breakup and I remember and Rohit and I would sit say couple of days off is not mm. going to be able to function anyway let them take that time to this thing there's no point shoving them into this yeah. right uh, it's, so it's a natural instinct to do that and but i also like realize what i'm there's a line between getting over involved so i had a strict rule about not socializing beyond a certain level if you're from office because i felt that once you go beyond that line it becomes casual and then suddenly when you have to take a call at work you can't yeah so i wouldn't go Like if you're going out for a couple of drinks, I'd have like one drink, max two, then I'd leave. Hmm. Um, I wouldn't stay for the however After long party. that went on, <laughs> and, and in that sense of the word. So there would still be that thing. Okay, Varun's fun, but we don't want him to cross into this because then he will suddenly like change. Because hmm. I because they they also like there's this. People ask me like, do you get angry? I'm like, you don't want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Some people have, um, yeah. but it's just that I think the instinct is to say that I know the stage you're at. because i've kind of been there in a different way and i want to just tell you something which might just kind of help you i think the podcasting comes to me in that sense so it's still that whole sharing thing right i'm yeah. sharing what i've learned it literally one of my purposes um sharing what i've learned is my one of my primary purposes in life that's so beautiful yeah and i wish we have more people like that because you know you know i in my mental gym yes where i get awkward <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I switched it. So I switched it to yeah. after mental gym. I asked people to go and pick brains of mm. three people who have found a solution of the problem that they are facing mm. right now. And the first assumption people had was, "Are you going to tell people? They have figured out why they are telling people. What is what has been your experience with that? You know, um, Roshan is one of um, was our first ever investor. Roshan Abbas, right? right. Um, and he told me something very early on when he came on and he said um he said gyan baatne mein tax nahi lagta hai right i think this beautiful line i just <laughs> wow. love that line i remembered it for Kya like baat hai. every podcast and he said that free mein baato he he his whole point and he was that with us like he would he actually did this with us a lot uh, in our earlier years like he would tell us about his learnings and his journey and at some point 
um, I'm a I'm again a template person because that's that's a that's a good way to take it because my worry was always I don't have the solutions mm. so maybe I shouldn't say anything so there was a period in life I would say between 17 to about 24 when I wouldn't speak as much um, what because I'm just we don't believe that sorry no, I was like if you, if you, uh, <laughs> if you ask anybody from my time in Bangalore which is between the ages of 17 to 24 25 okay I went from this small town boy chatterbox to big city where suddenly you felt like you were not cool enough you felt like you didn't know enough you didn't have any of these mm. things and so every time you said something you either we made fun of or you would you know get yeah you just kind of feel disappointed so i just I, I was in a chose relationship. to be in that i was in a relationship like after like two three years I, I found myself that i went through all these meetings wherever i went i just didn't speak because I felt, am I speaking safer, correct? No? Is it like the right pronunciation I had? Yeah. Whatever, like, it yeah. just got to me, absolutely. It feels safer. It feels safer to not say anything, to be in the background. It's like, I was always been asking, why didn't you ever direct anything? Huh? I was a producer, I was never yeah, a director. But yeah. In the producer's job, no, you can be in the background. You can, you, you literally, a producer's job is one of the best jobs ever because you are involved in every department. You have total understanding of the landscape. But it's the director who's on the seat. Rashi so the agree. pressure's on the director, <laughs> not on the producer, right? Um, and I loved being a producer. And I, whenever I've directed, I would, and this is, so I used to do multicams because I used to do reality shows. Mm -hmm. And I would always direct the eliminations of reality shows. Okay. Because I was the person who would use dramatic music. Use like six. which one? Um, I've done, so I worked on research for Odi, so didn't do that. I did on the job for MTV. I did get gorgeous for channel V. I've okay. done Launchpad, the rock hunt oh, yeah. for channel V. I did a bizarre show called kidnap for channel V where we no kidnap, basically you kidnap one person between <laughs> boyfriend or girlfriend and oh. then the boyfriend or girlfriend along with the person who's been kidnapped's best friend have to do tasks to win money and possibly get them back. Possibly, which means you can And they'll it. get them back, but uh, <laughs> it, was, it was fun. But, uh, but the, the twist was, and it was a, I mean, twist eventually was, it was an open secret, is that the person who was kidnapped can choose who they share that money with. So the oh. two people who are getting, trying to get you out. Best friend and the boyfriend. And two people have made the effort, but you have to choose who do you share this with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, and I would do these eliminations and what I would do is you normally have like six, seven, eight cameras around and directors generally are constantly giving directions. My way was to tell each camera person the, the range of shots they had to do. Okay. So I would just let them do it, trigger certain movements when I felt they weren't doing it right. But I would just not, I didn't need control. I'm like, I've told you what you have to do. Mm. This is your range. And we would have like fun terms, right? We would say like, you know, Someone was crying, we'd call it a Balaji shot. So you'd have like things like that. And so it makes it fun. It makes it fun also. It's yeah. an intense movement. It's only for the camera guys. You don't have to make it intense every time. So you say a Balaji shot. And it's like, hey, uh, we would do like, um, the lighting was off. We'd say, Ki, eh, Diwali or Diwali or Rangoli or sorry. Rangoli is for uh, too much light and Diwali is when it's too bright. Okay. Um, so we would do stuff like that. But it's that was the so I would never still say I am controlling the direction. Um, but that's always because I don't I didn't want to be that person. Maybe now I because of just creating stuff by myself, I have a lot more control. It takes me a little more effort to be controlling with more people around. Over to you, next question. What's my next question? Okay. Um, I care a lot about what people think. I care about people's judgment. Is there a way to not care about it? 
सो इफ यू केयर अबाउट अदर पीपल्स जजमेंट इज कॉल्ड सेल्फ मॉनिटरिंग इज अ थ्योरी इन विच वट यू डू इज यू आर अवेयर ऑफ वॉट पीपल आर थिंकिंग एट एनी गिवन पॉइंट इन टाइम वॉट इज एक्सपेक्टेड ऑफ यू वॉट डू दे वॉन्ट some people who are high self monitoring which i can definitely tell that you are so in a group of 10 people you would be tuning into a lot of them most of them almost all of them so you, what you say in your mind you already filter it multiple times great self monitored people yeah. are great leaders most of the time hmm. until they start pleasing people i am a major people pleaser so if it is people pleasing then that's a challenge but if it is self monitoring and knowing hmm. what they are thinking that's not a problem at all so because you... that's a great space to know what is expected from the team from the leadership all of hmm. that hmm. so how do you make sure that you don't i mean that's also a spectrum right it is a spectrum but also what you said no uh, when you start speaking faster you know hmm. that abhi wo cross ho gayi line you will also have trigger of people pleasing hmm. your body goes through a change you know suddenly you start feeling that yeah. there is a hyperactivity in the body or there is some you know like i, I have I i've caught myself about. you just move forward a lot more but you're like let me just convince the point there's something everybody has so if you observe whenever you catch yourself people pleasing like what did i do it's uh, once i was um, attending a session and i was in a coffee shop and there was this lady who was like very authoritative in that group hmm. and she just entered the very moment she entered i picked up my coffee and i went to the door and and i as i i moved like that after like 3 seconds of it i paused i'm like what just why did i just do that hmm. little movement which was like you know ma'am aage types hmm. and she was a colleague I, I, yeah. but that was people pleasing so if you start catching your physical symptoms of people pleasing hmm. you'll know where to draw a line and you're already self aware but Varun, one thing i'm observing as a slight pattern if i may bring this to mm. your attention everything that you observe about yourself has a kind of to it mm. you know that yeah yeah <laughs> as if as if this character is not created by your choice as if it happened and you have to live with it as if it happened and now you have to deal with it mm. you know i have this beautiful line i keep tapping into it it's called personality is a process hmm. is never fixed whatever you have created till now yeah. you can alter and you can build a new version which you keep doing yeah. but that thought of like why am i given this or why am i like this feels like it's unnecessary and that resistance only takes away 80% of your energy while solving this it's funny you say that right um i was I wasn't great with relationships before I met Pooja, mm. and um, I, my my standard thing would be like I would almost give a disclaimer. This is how I am, and these are things you will notice. It will be bad about. But oh, other than playbook, like, <laughs> like disclaimer. Okay, mutual fund subject market risk. Right? Keep going back. Until I met uh, Pooja, and 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 we got married pretty quickly after. Yeah, she we burned met. your playbook. No, she said, no, no, I don't accept that you can't change. You can change. Wow, what? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm like, what? Yeah, so. it's taken for i think i think i feel like many times i become a lot more self aware around someone like that mm-hmm. uh, because she pushed me to say no i don't believe this can't be changed mm-hmm. and we both do that we 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 said the last almost like the entire lockdown period because we both seriously we took therapy seriously yeah. we took coaching seriously coaching for me much later therapy a lot more before that and to really try to understand our own like quirks what we call quirks I, and I, and i agree you i feel some things you might not want to change it's mm-hmm. not about can or cannot like something i don't want to change yeah. like 
is me being not unstructured something which i ever wanted to say no i enjoy being this yeah thing. it's like that pinball machine right it's, i love being like that if it was put me on the track i'll get bored so but i agree you can change great but at the same time the parts of you that that are you and you enjoy when if people don't like it yeah. it's okay to have them that's yeah. where the people pleaser in me comes in yeah but like is yeah. it constantly changing everything would lead to so because it's a process we can change but also a large part of it is you embracing and you playing along and you accepting yeah so i think a little bit of journaling on you accepting yourself mm-hmm. as an imperfect person would genuinely help varun ka conversation humne yahi roka because iske baad ki baat thodi personality ho gayi but that is about coaching you will never know where the conversation gonna go हर गेस्ट के साथ हम इस तरीके से ये डिज़ाइन कर रहे हैं शो कि आपको लगे कि आपके लाइफ के अलग अलग पहलू निकल के आए या फिर आपके रिलेटिव्स की आपके आपके कॉलीग्स की आपके पार्टनर की कोई पर्सनालिटी ट्रेट आपको समझ में आ जाए सो मेक श्योर दैट यू लेट दैट प्रोसेस हैपन विद ईच एपिसोड मुझे कई सारे मैसेजेस आए जहाँ पर लोगों ने कहा कि दे फील दिस वे एज द गेस्ट वॉक्स थ्रू दिस दिस एग्जैक्टली वट द आइडिया इज सो थैंक यू सो मच फॉर बींग पार्ट ऑफ दिस जर्नी मेक श्योर दैट यू शेयर इट विद समबडी हु also willing to look at themselves varun has brought certain aspects about accepting himself and not accepting himself aur ye wali jo jang hai na wo hum sabhi karte rehte hain so to go beyond it to find the answers we will use different mental fitness tool on the show so stay tuned and i'll see you next week